Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, happy Thursday, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And for those of you in the L.A. area, as always, the guest call-in number is 424-258-9337. And for everyone else, including all of those right here in the absolutely beautiful, but yes, we're getting more rain, San Francisco Bay Area, the toll-free call-in number is 877-697-9725. And producer Kina has the chat room open. So if you'd like to log in there and hang out, listen to the show, and if you have a question or comment, you could always type it in, and she will make sure that it gets to me. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about the fact that it is three months into the year. How's it going? And when each year begins, we have expectations of what we would like to accomplish in the form of New Year's resolutions. And whether it's wellness goals, abundance desires, a new career, maybe a new relationship, we you know, create our little list of things to do. And as time goes by, we often adapt and even dismiss those goals for a variety of reasons. So today we're going to be looking at how we can re-energize some of the best of those goals. And, oh, if you call in and you would like to speak to me, uh, make sure you press 1 and that will get you to producer Kina and she'll, she'll chat with you for a second and get you onto the air. Otherwise, if you're just calling in to listen, then just hang out and welcome. So first let's look at some statistics, which I find it interesting they would be able to create actual New Year's resolution statistics. But at least those were the people who were willing to answer the question. So 45% of Americans usually make New Year's resolutions. And those who do have an, a 40 or let's see, what is it, 47% chance of actually making those resolutions come true. And it is, I find it interesting that, you know, first off, are people willing to actually admit that they did not get their resolution done? So, you know, the, those may just be the people who are willing to admit to it. So the idea that we set up things that we want to do, we set up things that we want to achieve, and you know, maybe at first it's just kind of a really broad, hey, I want to lose weight or I want to lose 10 pounds. Now, again, statistically, people who make very specific resolutions are 10 times more likely to attain their goals than people who don't make very specific resolutions. Now, the idea that, say, maybe your resolution was to change jobs, and that's not very specific. It does not set into motion what it is that you want. And a part of when you know, we want to achieve something is that we need to be really, really clear as to what we want to manifest. And for those who go with prayer, those who go with meditation or um, manifestation or, you know, all of the other stuff, no matter how you 
see it happening. The idea is that you focus your attention on what it is that you want, and the idea is that the universe will step in and participate in being able to make that happen. So when you think about what it is that maybe you, you know, New Year's Eve, you wanted to bring into being and bring into motion and say, hey, you know, this is what we really want. You know, in a lot of cases, it is wellness goals. And it involves things like losing weight or stopping smoking or, you know, just there's a lot of different things that, you know, people would see in their lives that they want. Perhaps they want a loving relationship. And when we set those things into motion, you know, the idea, well, I want to be in better shape. I want to be in, um, you know, I want to be able to get organized. That's also a huge one. And when you look at the top 10 New Year's resolutions that were for 2015, number one was lose weight. Number two was get organized. Number three was spend less, save more. Number four, enjoy life to the fullest. Well, while that's a wonderful thing, it's tremendously vague. Five, staying fit and healthy. Six, learn something exciting. Number seven is quit smoking. Number eight, help others in their dreams. Number nine, fall in love. And number 10, spend more time with family. And all of those are wonderful things and and really very cool. And how does it happen? If we say, you know, for those who smoke, well, I'm going to quit smoking, what needs to follow that is I'm going to quit smoking by doing this and this and this, and, you know, here are, are the steps that I'm going to take. Because it can be really hard when you set up a goal for yourself, especially mm-hmm. something that really means a lot to you, that's really, really important to you, that you end up saying, okay, this is what I want, but I have no idea how to get it, and I have no idea how to make it happen. And that can cause us to kind of lose momentum. It can cause us to you know, start off really excited and then kind of fall off. The resolution maintained through the first week is 75%. That first week, you know, at least three-quarters of us are still committed. You go two weeks out, it drops to 71%, which is still not bad. You go a month out, it goes down to 60 to 46%. And that's when... Suddenly, there are other things to do. There's other things to deal with. So how do we keep that, that fire ignited within us to focus on the things we want? Well, one of the ways is by accepting that it is a journey. It is a process that we're going through. And, you know, when we think about losing weight, we all picture ourselves in the swimsuit and we're, you know, we're ready to go out there and ready to, you know, be on the beach and we're partying and all that other stuff. And, you know, it it really is. It's a wonderful picture. And for those who, who go with the manifestation, the idea of visualizing what you want, it's sort of like they always say that if you're shooting an arrow, you picture it hitting the target before you release it. So visualization is a tremendously valuable tool. And visualization by itself is not going to get you where you need to be. And if, you know, you've had a struggle with weight, and it could also be to gain weight. So so for those who are ha- having a real struggle and, and, oh, my gosh, I know 
there's a lot of folks out there who have a very difficult time because of their, you know, the way that their body works, the way that their metabolism works. They just have a tremendously high metabolism and they remain stuck at a very unhealthy, you know, underweight situation. And they really tend to catch a lot of a lot of flack because, and I really feel like I want to address this. If somebody says, oh, man, I really need to gain weight, for the most part, you know, that's going to be met with, oh, gee, I wish I had that problem or, you know, wow, you know, there are worse problems to have. Not if you're a person who's really underweight and cannot gain and they're always fatigued and they always feel cold and, you know, they just don't feel good about themselves. And maybe they're coming out of a, a, you know, food, you know, obsessive behavior where, you know, maybe they were either bulimic or they were anorexic and they're trying to be in recovery about that and they're trying to gain a healthy weight. So whether it's, it's, let's just call it changing your weight. The idea that, you know, you're going to go into the gym and you're going to, you know, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week and I'm going to work out for two hours a day and I'm going to do this and I'm going to eat, you know, nothing but grains and and water and, and all of this other stuff. This is not something that is going to give a lasting result. And the process of looking at, especially if it's going to be a significant change in the weight is, okay, what got me to where I am? And sometimes that can be really hard. And sometimes that can be really very personal. And often, you know, weight issues when they're not directly um, physical, which is like a thyroid condition or things like that, in which if you do want to change your, your body mass, you know, please, please, please get a good physical. Get If you need to make a significant change, you have to make sure that what you're doing is going to be productive. But anyway... The idea that when you focus on something like that, when the goal is not met or, you know, maybe you lose, you know, if the goal is to lose weight, maybe you lose for a few weeks and you're really happy and then all of a sudden you plateau. And, you know, and that plateau can be heartbreaking. It really can. And when you look at what it is that, you know, your dreams and you're seeing those go down and then suddenly you're less motivated because then it reaches that, oh, what does it matter? You know, I'll try again next year. So by breaking things down into little small pieces by going, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to walk my dog or I'm going to um, practice holding my, my abdominals tight and then I relax them. Or I'm, you know, just find something small. I'm going to drink two more glasses of water a day than I do now. By creating a situation where you can actually appreciate the journey, where you can, you know, I mean, we would all love the, you know, the old 1980s movies montage, like in the Rocky film. And, you know, it's like, oh, okay, and the coach, you know, his his coach guy, the, the little guy with the big nose, and it's like, okay, Rocky, we're going to train. And then you just see these clips. You see these, you know, all these clips of him working out. And then like five minutes later after the clips, he's all buffed and, you know, ready and stepping into the ring. Life would be so nice if we could have montages and if we could just turn everything into like, oh, okay, this is going to be a clip of five minutes that I can look back on. And, you know, and then suddenly I'm where I want to be. And it doesn't work that way. It is necessary for us to go through the process 
and to make the process as bearable as possible because otherwise we're not going to stick with it. We're going to be a part of that 46% that six months after, you know, we make the resolution that, you know, it's like, okay, you know, maybe we stick with it the 46% or maybe we're with everybody else who dropped it. So how do we stay in that 46%? Well, one, we make things manageable. We don't try to do it all at one time. We give ourselves moments where, you know, we build in rewards. Hey, you know, if I can get up and, and, you know, four times this week and I walk for 20 minutes, then I'm going to treat myself to a movie. And, or, you know, maybe you can go and, you know, and as you're losing weight, it's like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go and, you know, get myself a, a, a new shirt or a new pair of pants or, you know, get that CD that I've always wanted to listen to. But by working in things that will help you to create a reward system where you can actually see the progress and to be very gentle with yourself when the progress isn't made. Now, let's talk about number two, getting organized, which, you know, that is, is so tremendously common, and, and I, I struggle with that myself. And the idea that there always seems to be something that catches me by surprise or it's like, oh, wait a minute, i got to take care of that or, you know, I need to read this email or, you know, and it's very easy to get overwhelmed. And if you kind of have this environment, you know, and most of the time it's like getting organized at home. And, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, go and clean out the garage or, you know, get all the spices lined up alphabetically or whatever it is. The idea that if you walk in to, you know, the belly of the beast and it's, it's just a mess, you look around and you go, oh, my gosh, there's no way I can do this. Again, break it down. Get some help if you need to get some help because sometimes as with, you know, dealing with weight, dealing with organization and clutter in your home often has something to do with where you are emotionally. You know, maybe you feel a sense of loss at at releasing things, and so you have a tendency to hold on to them. Or maybe it's, you know, your nature is just chaos, and and you deal better with chaos. I know a lot of people who actually, you know, you'd walk into their office space, and it's like, oh, my God, this is utter chaos, and yet they can function in it. So learning, okay, what is my relationship with chaos? Am I a person who actually likes it? then figuring out how much can I do that I can do comfortably. Like, well, okay, we can, we can put everything in nice stacks. All right, we can do stacks. We can figure out what it is that you actually don't use. Is there anything that can just be gotten rid of? Getting organized, you know, it, it's about creating a habit. It's about creating a situation where um, – well, it, it's when you think about good habits versus bad habits. A good habit is difficult to initiate but easy to live with. A bad habit is easy to initiate but then ultimately difficult to live with. So the idea of having to fundamentally change a part of yourself 
that is a big thing. That's not a casual thing. That's not a, oh, well, just do it or just get over it or just, um, you know, just yeah, organize. We'll just throw everything away and start over again. And it's very easy for people to come in and say, it's like, oh, we'll just, you know, get rid of it. When it's not their stuff, if it's your stuff, it's like, oh, well, wait a minute. This is, we have to look at this. So when you want to make a fundamental change in your life, it's really important to, one, get a support team. It doesn't matter what it is. It, it, it could be learning something new, you know, learning something exciting. Learning something exciting is always tremendously improved by learning it with somebody, having a partner, having a buddy that you can, that you can talk to about it and that you can study with and, and being able to have that shared experience. We are communal creatures. And we almost always do better when we're, especially when we're being challenged by something, to be able to say, hey, you know, I got my buddy here and, you know, I'm, I'm really not feeling motivated. Hey, you know, let's go take a walk. Because that's the support system. Being able to have people who understand, you know, that it is really, it can be really difficult to do something and commit to it. And a lot of times, if we don't commit to it or, or if, if we seem not to be committed, then there's the negative reinforcement of, well, you know, you really never, you know, you always say you want to do this and you never do it. And when people make comments like that, it, it sticks. It, it gets in there and, and it, it hurts because that reinforces why try. Oh, well, you've always done this, and, you know, you're just that way. You're going to be organized. You're, you're, just, you're just this way. You know, oh, you've always smoked. You're never going to quit smoking. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it, it is important to be able to have those around you who not only share your vision but understand that the process is going to have its ups and its downs. And the idea of it's like, well, you know, every time – you know, you pick up a cigarette, you know, I'm going to yell at you and call you bad things and say bad things to you. If shaming does not change behavior, shaming and, and having someone feel bad and playing drill sergeant around them, I mean, you know, growing up military, the idea of a drill sergeant, it's like, well, okay, yeah, you know, that's the guy that you know, wants to make you do better. This is the person who will not accept anything but your best. And you notice that they're out there with them. When the, when the men run or, you know, when the soldiers run, the drill sergeant is out there running. You know, and they've been through it before. They were able to achieve it. Therefore, they're going to they're gonna do everything they can to have you achieve it. And, and yeah, they yell at you. And... It's about really affirming, no, I will not accept anything less than your best. But see, they're also trained to do that. There's a lot of, of amateur drill sergeants out there, and they think that, oh, well, I'm just going to shame this person, and that's going to get them to change. No, it's not. It's just going to make you irritated, and it, it is going to make them trust you less. So if you have an opportunity to be there for someone in that way, to be a support, whatever it is that their dream is, whatever it is that they want to do. If they 
can feel that you're in their corner, that, you know, when they mess up, that you're going to be there and go, oh, okay, all right, well, you know, let's take a look at it, and where do we move from here? Let's move forward. Yeah, if, if it's about weight control and, you know, maybe the person, well, I went to Baskin-Robbins and, and, you know, ran amok. Well, the support person could yell at them and say, oh, you're weak, you're, 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 you know, you're not committed and why should I bother with you and you've got to do this and I'm going to take away your car keys and all this other stuff. Or they could go, wow, you know what? I'm really proud of you for telling me about it. I'm really proud of the fact because I know it wasn't easy for you to admit that. And you could have hidden it, but you didn't. And that shows your commitment to this. So let's take a look at what was going on with you when you decided to take the trip to Baskin-Robbins, and let's see how I can support you better in being able to move forward. See, there's a whole huge difference in that. There is the idea of this person is going to make me feel so much worse about myself that I'm going to want to eat more. Or that this person cares about me in my own, you know, for me, in my own way, even when I don't do it right, even when I mess up, even when I don't meet my goal expectations. And it doesn't have to be about, you know, oh, well, it was all right for you to go to Baskin-Robbins. It's like, you know what? I believe you can move past this. You know, we all stumble sometimes. So let's move past it. Let's move forward. Let's, let's you know, learn from this and go forward, you know, with the commitment. So think about what it was that, whatever it was that you made as a New Year's resolution. Every year, my one of my New Year's resolutions is I will not poke a polar bear with a stick. And that may seem very odd because, you know, living in California, the idea that I'm going to have that many opportunities to poke a polar bear with a stick are fairly low. Um, and if it does come up, wow, you know, that'll make a really great show on the radio. But I always choose one very foolish resolution because I know that's the one I will definitely absolutely keep. So every year I have at least one resolution that I keep. To have more joy in life is a wonderful resolution. And once again, we need to be more specific. We need to find out what gives you joy and then embrace it. It's not so much... I want to have joy in my life. It can be, I want to learn how to ride a horse. I want to learn how to skydive. Or I want to learn, you know, how to be an artist. You know, I want to learn how to cook gourmet meals. Whatever it is that you want, because sometimes people honestly don't know what would bring them joy. And it it really is an interesting question sometimes because it's like, you know what, what would make you happy? And most people kind of, well, you know, if, if I didn't have to worry about my bills, if I didn't have to do this, it, they they can always say the things that, well, if this were absent in my life, like bills and health issues, then I would be happy. But that's not the same thing as what makes you happy? What is something you're passionate about? So figure out what you're passionate about. 
figure out what it is that you've always wanted to do or always wanted to learn something about or where you've always wanted to travel. And then dedicate your new year, your resolution to, you know what, I am going to go to France one day. And so, let's see, I need this to get a book to learn to speak French and practice that or maybe take a class. I need to figure out how much money I'm going to need and how I can manage that. And, you know, all the little pieces that you put together with this beautiful result of being able to go somewhere you really want to go. And maybe you make it there, maybe you don't, but actually the planning part is pretty fun. And when things are heavy on our hearts, when things are, are, you know, maybe the universe is not being quite as kind as we would like it to be, maybe that's the time when you decide, hey, I need a break from this, so I'm going to imagine that I'm going to Europe. And I'm going to sit and think about all the wonderful things I'm going to do in Europe. And I'm going to look at at the flights, and and I'm not going to care what the price is. I'm just going to look, and it's like, oh, wow, if I took that flight, and what if I stayed at this hotel? And plan out the whole thing. Because one day, yeah, you may take that trip, and then you'll already have it planned out. But even if you don't, you've got to be able to pretend it for a while. And maybe our New Year's resolution should be, I'm going to pretend more. I'm going to use my imagination more. I am going to envision the life I want more. And I'm going to realize that when I have hard times, that those are just moments out of a very big life. And I'm going to bring in people into my life who want to have fun as much as I do. So whatever it is you dream, whatever it is you hope, whatever it is you resolve, and and resolution, that always seems so, you know, very, very stodgy and very abrupt. This is a resolution. And, you know, I I prefer to think of it as, you know, my my New Year's what-if. What if I could take a trip that I've always wanted to do? What if, what if I could manifest in my life the idea of taking this trip and thinking about, well, by the end of the year, I can have these things and have this much money set aside to take a vacation. Maybe you've always wanted to go to Disneyland. And you say, wow, this is what I need to go to Disneyland. See, I prefer to think of it as by this time next year. And I tell myself, you know what, by this time next year, I'm going to be able to afford a trip to Europe. If you tell yourself that, and if you commit to the enjoyment of the dream of it, then a lot of times, yeah, the universe will help us out, and it will open doorways. But we have to be specific, and we need to allow ourselves the process. We're not going to get it right the first time, but eventually we will. And when we look back and we're sitting at that moment that we've achieved, we can look back and think, oh, wow, there was all this stuff that I had to get through to get here. And I'm here. And that's the neat part. Because, you know what, ultimately it is just about us getting from one place to another in life, getting from one dream to another, getting from one 
from one idea and one situation and one heartbreak and one, you know, joyous moment. It's all about getting us from one place to another. And it would be really cool if that journey from one place to another could be fun and could bring us some joy and bring us some happiness and allow us to feel balanced. So, my friends, enjoy your resolutions. Look back over them. Maybe narrow it down to one. And, you know, you could use the one, I will not pick poke a polar bear with a stick. That's always good because you can always say that there's one you made. And be okay with the fact that maybe you have to take a few tries at it. So I wish you balance and I wish you blessings. Mm -hmm. I wish you wonderful times when you can be able to say, hey, I did it and I did it my way. And if you would like to contact me, you can reach me through my website at www.the-healing-house.com. You can follow me on Twitter, and we're about 20 uh, followers short of the first thousand. So, hey, jump on in, and if you follow me, I'll follow you. You can also friend me on Facebook. So, until next time, everyone enjoy. Have fun, be human, and let yourself enjoy the journey. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Take care, everyone. <laughs>